My name is Hannah Keppel. I play Moon on Cobra Kai. Tune in to Cobra Kai Companion. And guys, can we all just get along and go get some brunch? Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion. I'm Peter. I'm Brianna. And you guys, we have another interview making her triumphant return, Hannah Keppel. How you doing, Hannah? I'm doing great, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. This is the, the first time Brianna's spoken with you. So, Brianna, I'll let you kick it off uh, if, you, if you got questions you want to jump in with. Oh, no, just, um, you know, right off the bat, style icon making an appearance here with us today. Um She's a model. I, I, yes, yes, absolutely. I just I love the whole look. It's that whole winter lockdown chic thing. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like thirty minutes ago, being cold. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's it's. I, I just went outside to have a cigarette, and it's like twenty eight out there, and I'm like, oh, I, I'm in oh, Illinois. Wow. Oh my gosh! So yeah, I'm in Portland. It's only. 38. That's not bad. Let's see. Let's yeah. see where. Okay. It's 37 where I'm at. So we're about the same. Yeah. It's not too okay. bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was sleeting and snowing and doing all that lovely stuff all night long outside. Surprisingly, it has not yet snowed in Portland. You know? Really? But I think either last year or the year before, we, we had like a snow day or two, like in March. So. Yeah, just because I remember that. Yeah. yeah, he sent us a video of it. It was like a blizzard yeah. out there, and here it was like 48, and the sun was out, and yeah. which Rub it in. never happens. Sure, I uh, never happens. He always has way better weather than I do. I don't know about <laughs> all that, but but Hannah, um, you know, we haven't spoken to you since the move to Netflix. What has that been like for you? Oh, it's crazy. It's I. I think it's nothing we could have really expected, all all the support, and, and now I feel like there's a wider fan base all of, across the world, and, and that's so cool to, to hear from people from different areas. It's It's been amazing. I, all the support and, and people giving their opinions on what should happen next and what they think of the characters, it's so cool. I love to hear it. If there's one thing this fandom can do, it is absolutely give their opinions, um, <laughs> Solicited or otherwise. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> um, one of the things that happened uh, with Moon in season two in particular, um, she became a single point of representation for a whole lot of people with one scene that I thought was very spectacularly done. Um, because the LGBTQ community, you know, a lot of writers kind of want to make it a big point, like a virtue signaling thing and, oh, we're inclusive. And, but with moon, it was just like, okay, she's by and she has a girlfriend now. Yeah. Um, what have you gotten any kind of feedback from the LGBTQ community about what it feels like to them to have some representation on screen? You know, I've gotten a little bit, um, especially after the release of two, um, and 
I'm I'm so glad that our show decided to go in that direction um, and have some sort of representation for a wider variety of people. Um, I hope that that continues, and I, I hope that maybe that storyline will be developed more eventually. Who knows? Um, but it's been amazing to hear from people, and, and I'm so glad that it means a lot to a lot of people. I, I did notice Piper was missing from the love-in, and I was actually really disappointed. I kind of thought she'd be there for that, so... Yeah, me too. She's she's such a cool person in real life, and also I just love her character. So, fingers crossed for the future. We'll see. Yes. There's another project uh, I wanted to discuss because we haven't seen Moon kick any butt, but I have seen you play another character uh, where you had to get a little physical in uh, your worst nightmare. Oh, God. So, um, <laughs> just to kind of uh, give us like a bit of a timeline, when was that filmed? Okay, so I think that that one was filmed right before we started season two. Okay. Um, yes. So that was a little bit ago. <laughs> so for those that don't know, Your Worst Nightmare is a true crime, sh- true crime show. You were in uh, season five, episode eight, I believe it was, uh, Behind the Barn. Does that sound yeah. right? Okay, so um, I did watch that in preparation for this because I was a little curious because I know your mom is into true crime podcasts too. Uh, There's nothing to be embarrassed of. I mean, it's a very meaty episode with you in it because I've seen true crime. I've watched a lot of true crime shows and usually the dramatized stuff, you don't get very much of it. And in this episode, it was a, a lot of dramatization and very little of the talking heads. Um, so you're, you play... Um, uh, Christy, Christy Ray. Yes, Christy right? Ray. So, um, for those that don't know, she was abducted and ultimately uh, found killed after having been raped. So, this is very heavy uh, stuff right now. Obviously, you know we're talking about Cobra Kai, but uh, what type of preparation did you have to go through for a role like that? Did did you um, get any kind? Of, I guess did they give you material to kind of study, or did you, was it all just kind of direction in a script? Yeah, so I think at that point, um, when I when I realized I got the role, I really wanted to make sure that I at least knew her story, because um, it, you know, of course, actually happened, and it kind of hit home because she, a little bit older than I was at the time, I think she's 20, so how old I am now, something like that, um, but it kind of hit home, like this, this girl just ultimately minding her own business and ending up in a situation. And she had just this huge future ahead of her and, and all these prospects. Um, so I really wanted to be able to at least know her story to the best of my ability. So I, I did a lot of research, watched a lot of news clips and articles and things. Um, the, the woman that, I don't know the, the title that she would have, but like making sure everything's accurate and she would talk with the actual people. She would interview them. Um, she gave me some information that was super great. Um, like she told me that Christy always had her nails done. Her nails were always like red and, and she loved having her nails done and like giving me little tidbits and things. Um, but it was honestly, it was a project that kind of happened so quickly and, and we filmed it so quick. Um, I learned a lot and it, although it was some heavy material, it was a lot of fun to be a part of. And I, I love doing any sort of stunts. So it was so much fun to be able to, to do a tiny bit of that. Sure. 
um, again, it's, it's nothing that we've, um, well, I mean, there's things that we've seen you do, but yeah, you, you're put into a lot of different scenes. And I, I believe it took place in 1993. So uh, Christy Ray, she also worked at like a movie rental place. Like, is that foreign to you? Is that uh, something you've ever done before? Oh my gosh, no. I like I have very vivid memories of going to uh, Blockbuster uh, with my family and like being able to pick out movies. So I loved it. I it's I feel like they're all closed now, right? Like they they don't really exist anymore. But no, we, I loved Blockbuster. I would always go there. I think we still have one in Oregon. Really? Yeah, I, th- I think they're you know kind of promoted as like the last one left. Dang! All right, I have to go. There you go. I say even our little, we had a family video here and they've been gone for about a year and a half. Um, And usually things like that, the last place they happen is where I am because I am in the middle of um, social nowhere. Um, Like we're we're so forgotten that we had the McRibs all through the 90s Mm. because McDonald's just forgot to take them away from us. So... (laughs) That's amazing. Hey, that's a perk. <laughs> it was. It was. And then they remembered we were there, and now we only get them once a year, and it's so disappointing. I hate it. So, so how do you guys um, keep getting the supply for it then? I don't know. <laughs> well, we're we're only we're only like forty five minutes from um, PFD, which is McDonald's main distributor in Illinois. Okay. Uh, like uh, to get to the mall, we have to drive past the McDonald's factory. Okay. So, yeah, it. McDonald's factory. What a weird way to put that. Um. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll move away from your worst nightmare. Factory I, food. I, yeah. I recommend it for the Hannah Keppel fans. So, oh, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So what have you been doing to keep yourself busy this last nine and a half, ten months? Have you developed any new hobbies? Anything? Oh, yes. Um, yeah. So I, I was in L.A., uh, last year around this time, I, I made the big move. I was going to be out there on my own. Um, my family drove me across the country. Tears were shed. We were ready for this new chapter. And then two months later, I came home. So I, since COVID and everything, I, I've been back in my family, family home, spent a lot of time with family, which has been really nice. Um, I got into painting. That's something that like I never really did before. That was super nice. Um, I, I tried various types of forms of exercise with gyms being closed. Like I, I got into boxing a little bit. We have a bag in our barn, which is super fun. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I did a lot of reading, um, which I'm hoping to continue as well, because I think that that's just so good for you anyways, and it's so fun. Um, watched a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows. Um, well, what uh, do you paint? Do you do portraits or landscapes or abstract throw paint at the canvas? <laughs> yeah, more of that, getting out any sort of emotion. Um, I painted my door, which was really fun. I Yeah, I've just painted canvases. Kind of more like abstract, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think. I painted a lot of objects. I painted um, my cabinet, just just different things. Trying to spruce up my room, I think, a little bit since since I moved back. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this a new space. So I did a lot of painting in my room, um, and it was a lot of fun. Like painting, super soothing. Do it while you're watching a movie or something. It's great. Uh, you mentioned uh, movies and TV shows. Is there anything that um 
maybe not you rediscovered, but something that you put on the back burner for a while and watched, and you're just like, oh my God, why didn't I watch this any sooner? Whether TV oh show or movie. Yes, so many of those. I, I have to admit, I have a lot of movies, like especially like Oscar-nominated movies that like I know are going to be amazing, but I just haven't seen them, especially like heavier ones, because you know... You're like, I'd, I'll wait till I'm in the mood for that, but then when are you ever in the mood for, like, a super heavy, dark movie? Right. Um, I watched, oh my gosh, I watched Black Swan for the first time, and I love kind of psychological thrillers. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Yeah. Love that movie. Um, what is it called? Bridges of, of August, what is it, August Osage County or something? What is it? Madison oh, I County? Did, Bridges. Madison County, the bridges of Madison County. Yes, that one. Oh my gosh, that one's amazing. I watched um, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Wow, that movie, so good. Um, These are some quality movies. So. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. I essentially one of my good friends. He has this huge DVD collection where he has just like bookshelves of bookshelves of DVDs. Yeah. And um, I have a little DVD player that I can hook up to the TV in my room, and so I just like took stacks of his DVDs and, and I'd watch those. So that was really fun. Awesome. Um, transitioning back into season two, um, you know, Brianna referenced the, the, the scene with Piper, but in that scene, we're inside Moon's house and, you know, she's throwing a party. Uh, what are some stories that you may be able to share behind the scenes kind of off, uh, you know, when the cameras aren't rolling, just kind of filming that entire sequence. That, that, those scenes were a lot of fun to film because I feel like majority of the cast was a part of, of the party in some way. There's lots of scenes with lots of different characters. Um, and that's really cool because I feel like Cobra Kai, the storyline is, is kind of separated. And so sometimes I'm not able to see people as much. Like, I don't ever really film with Tanner, so I don't see him as often. Um, and, you know, other people. And so that one was really cool because, like, everybody was there. Um, and we all got to hang out. That house was, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Um, so we got to explore the house a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think of, it was pretty cold. So we were happy when the scenes were inside versus outside. Um, I'm trying to think. Jacob uh, mentioned that there was some uh, beer pong playing. Did you get in on that? I didn't. I think that they were doing that while I was like filming other things, but it looked really fun, especially when I saw videos and when I walked up on it. Um, those those guys are all all great. It's so fun to hang out with them. And and then with Sela coming in as Piper, she she kind of fit right in with everybody. It was like she was always a part of the cast, and so it was really cool to hang out with her. Um, it was really fun and it was cool to like play host for, for the day hostess. So when we, when we first entered, you know, Moon has gone through on screen a lot of transformation, at least as to what we think about her, because when we first meet her, she's one of the mean girls and she's giggling about Aisha's weight and she's, you know, and then we get to, okay, well, she's kind of a ditz because she's talking about low calorie pot and then you know as it goes forward she's you know so accepting and understanding and by the end of the season we're like totally rooting for her to get with Eli because she's this mean girl ditz but she's really really sweet and then 
the interaction with Hawk at the beginning of season two, when Moon is so pissed off about what he did to e- about to, what he did to Dimitri, and it's like, okay, there is a lot more to this girl than all of this, and she's kind of a hippie, scratch kind of. She's a big giant hippie, yeah. um, so that makes her kind of the diametric opposite of literally every other cast member on this show. Um, how how do they handle Moon on set, especially, I mean, you're there, you're part of this one and you're part of this huge fight, and you're like quoting Rodney King in the hallway. Yeah. So do how do they give you direction for her versus everyone else? Do they give you anything specific, or do they just kind of let you take her where you want her to go um i'm trying to think i mean she does she she definitely evolves very much so from season one to season three um i think season one i don't know if they knew what they wanted to do with her i I haven't really asked specifics um because she is very much kind of the you know mean girl sidekick that kind of gets with the hot guy at the end um but I think that they they saw something there. I don't know if it was with me personally or just with the character and, and what people thought of her and how she interacted with the characters. Um, but season two, I remember them like talking me a bit more about like Moon's like not really into the karate because she just really wants all her friends to get along. And also like she she wants to be friends with everybody with Aisha and she wants, she's also still friends with Yasmin, even though Yasmin, you know, acted the way she did. Um, and then we did eventually talk about her, um, dating a girl and kind of what that meant. And I mean, it made total sense to me. I didn't ever really question it. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's who moon is. I think she just kind of loves everybody and it doesn't really matter. Um, and then season three, we see kind of a little bit, um, but it's been really cool. I, I feel like maybe they they kind of saw what I kind of initially did with her and wanted to expand on it more. And I, I've loved everything that they've done with her. So I'm, I'm excited to see, see what we do in four. Uh, before we talk more about season three, um, season two, one of my favorite episodes of all three seasons is... 205 all in so that very emotional um scene between moon and hawk uh what can you share about filming that with jacob oh my gosh i was so excited to film that because it was it it was a scene that was totally different than i think anything else that anybody's seen from moon um and i don't know jacob is jacob's so talented and he's just such a like fun guy in general so I every time we have a scene, I, I always enjoy working with him because he's very much a professional, but he's always cracking up and, and he's he's great. And so um, I wasn't really worried or anything about that scene. I was more excited than anything. And um, it was a lot of fun. I feel like I feel like we we connected and, and we we showed these sides to these characters that, that needed to happen. It was it was so fun. Oh, my gosh. I loved that scene. That was definitely, I think, one of my top top scenes to film. Also, that was directed by Josh Shield, one of my favorite directors for the series, too, obviously. And and that scene, I, I love it, too. It's, it's one of my favorite moon scenes of all time. But Cobra Kai fans, being what they are and having opinions, a lot of people thought that that was incredibly hypocritical of her. 
to stay friends with Yasmin through everything that Yasmin has done to everyone around her and break up with Hawk for, you know, the first real incidents of him doing anything nasty to his friends. Um, did you expect that kind of backlash from it? Have you seen it? Did it take you by surprise? Um, yeah, I guess I've seen a little bit of it. Um, and I, I totally get it. I think that it's, at least personally, I feel like it's more the mentality of her forgiving and letting go with Yasmin and kind of seeing that, I mean, we didn't see this till three, but that like Yasmin's kind of making a change. Like she's still who she is, but she's not necessarily a bully anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but then with Hawk, I feel like Moon saw him evolving into a bully. And I don't think, I mean, it was this one instance, but I think she saw repeated behaviors from him and the, the kind of, from Eli to Hawk to this, like, Hawk 2.0 that's more of, like, you know, violent and aggressive and, and this bully. And I think she kind of saw him going down this slope. And, and I think she, for better or worse, for herself and also looking out for him, decided that he needed to have this change and she needed not have him in his, her life. And... Um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with them. If who knows? There's definitely some. Um, I mean the, the the soccer game. You know there there was there was something there or th that episode two o four. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely see. So for your return in season three, um, uh, did you just get an email? Did somebody reach out to you and say, "Hey, Moon's back," and check on your availability? Yeah, so how, how it normally works is um, they will call me and, and let me know, or they'll call my agent, and my agent will call me, um, being like, these are the dates um, that we have in mind. Um, sometimes they'll let me know the episodes, and I'm thinking that was kind of the gist of it last season. Uh, one of the things that I like, just real quick back to the uh, the scene with Eli, um, probably the only time because she's not the, you know, she doesn't get involved in the fights and she's not the big hero. You don't, I actually kind of yelled, you go girl at the, the, the screen during that when he tried to hold the tattoo over her and yeah. she spins around and goes, I didn't ask you to do that. <laughs> and I love that. Like you are not holding that above me. That was your decision. And I just, I love it. Yeah, I, I love it, too. I, I think it, it shows, you know, Moon's, yes, she can be a bit of a ditz, but she does have a mind of her own, and, and she's got to look out for herself as well as others. And, yeah, what, what person gets a tattoo of their girlfriend when they've only been dating for who, I mean, I don't even know what, what the timeline was. Weeks, maybe? like Yeah, like six weeks. Six weeks? Like, oh, my gosh. He, he, I guess he's just an extreme person, so... <laughs> Yeah, I would I would say we we saw him flip the script in season one, so not a surprise. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really good moment for sure. Uh, so when you returned for season three, um, uh, talk about your your first day back on the set, and I don't think there was any new characters uh, in season three that you interacted with because you already met uh, Nate from season two, obviously. Uh, um, Aiden and Khalil, they were all there too. But just kind of uh, the reunion, is it just like going back to school again? Oh, 
Oh, yeah. I think it's like, I mean, it's like going to like summer camp every year and it's the same kids that you see. And, and I feel like all of our friendships, um, I'm, I'm in North Carolina um, and most of them are in California. I know Khalil's in Chicago and, and a few others are kind of spread out. Um, so I don't think there's not a lot of interactions between seasons other than, you know, like texting and stuff. We don't get to like see each other. And so it's always so great to, to reconnect, um, in person every season. And it's just like one of those friendships where I feel like we just kind of pick right back up where we left off last time we all saw each other. Um, so it's always a lot of fun. I, I, we're, I think we're very, very lucky that we have the cast and crew that we do. I know we can't get into it at all. So like if you've gotten scripts or calls for availability, I know you can't tell us any of that, but um, like between season one and two, um, you had those like 11 months, you know, and, and between the release and then you had, you know, three or four months between release and picking back up and and going back to Atlanta again. Um, and the same for season two. Now, because we had that huge, huge, almost two year delay in getting season three to the screen, you know, they're back down there three weeks later. So there hasn't really been time to fit in, um, like, it, interviews and press and, you know, all of the things that were there where you guys were doing things all summer long for season two and where everything had to be shoved into like two and a half weeks in January this year. How has the um, have you been have you been out on press other than the, the Josh Gad reunited? Um, you were on that. Yes. No, I wasn't. You weren't. Oh. I freaking would have died. I love him. I love him since he did uh, Book of Mormon. I'm a huge musical person, and he is hilarious in that musical. Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, all his others that he's he's done with film and everything. But, uh, no, I would have died. I, it looked amazing. It looked like they had all so much fun. It, I, I'd, pay, I'd pay good money to see that full-length interview. Because when they chop like fifteen people down to forty-five minutes, you know there's stuff missing. Oh yeah, I, I tried oh, tweeting at Josh Gad, saying you know as much as that it's like I will pay you know to get the raw footage. <laughs> but what about the, the 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 like increased speed of the press that you guys have done after season three? Has that been like completely? Has, have you had any trouble dealing with it, or have you been involved in that much at all? Yeah, I think uh, I think maybe it's a little uh, I think it's it's easier in the sense that a lot of things are over Zoom. We don't have to go places in person. Um it's great cuz I feel like a lot of interviews are like just sending the questions and and we need to finish them by a certain date. Um and so that's nice. You can kind of do it on our own time. But um I can only speak from personal experience. I'm sure like some of the series regulars have way more press that they're having to deal with. Um, but it's, it's been pretty, pretty nice for me. And it's, it's nice that I can be in my PJs with, you know, like a, just a nice top on, um, and, and do these sort of interviews and connect with people, um, with COVID and everything. A, a lot of things have changed, but I, I feel like for interviews and press, it's not necessarily been a bad thing. So with season three, I haven't been um, 
well, the transition from YouTube to to Netflix, obviously, that was a a, a bit of a uh, process. Uh, when season three finally came, how soon were you able to watch the entire season? So, <laughs> I haven't watched the entire season. Okay. Yet. <laughs> okay. Perfectly honest, um, and it's only because my my parents like literally started it as soon as they woke up, which was hours before me, and so, and and I normally like binge it with friends and family, but with COVID and everything, you know, decided that probably wasn't the safest option. Um, so my family has binged the whole thing, and I like sat down and watched certain episodes with them. Um, and so far I love it. And I kind of know, I know everything that happens from filming and, and talking with cast members. Um, but I, I think it's great. Honestly, I think it's a pretty, pretty close contender to season one as to my favorite scene or season. Like I, I feel like season three is pretty freaking good. I think so too. Um, I, I don't disagree. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's probably the best one we've gotten so far. I, I have no idea how they're going to top it, but I'm sure they will. Well, I mean, I keep saying that this is the first season that I have rewatched um, you know, this many times in the shortest span. But, um, you know, season, yeah, season one and two, like I've watched a number of times, but not like the, the first week. I think I already got in my second rewatch, you know, and so now I'm up to like five. I saw the first episode maybe eight times now. So, but we review the episodes, but yeah, it's, it's fantastic. You know, it's a whole mood the entire season, but from what you know and what you have seen, what, what are your thoughts as a viewer of kind of how the Miyagi-Do students kind of flip their switch uh, in season three? I mean... I like that it shows kind of different sides to these characters because I think we all kind of have that potential in us. <laughs> and I don't know. I Speaking from like as a viewer, I thought it was really neat to see and see these different sides of these characters. I mean, of course, all the badass fights that came out of out of this switch was, was so fun. Um and I don't know, I really enjoyed Sam's character this season. I, I thought we saw a, a new kind of depth to her in regards to her PTSD and this, like, more bad girl side to her that she's found within her, um, kind of as a repercussion with everything with Tori. And I don't know, the, the big three, they just do such a great job. The whole writing team, I... Like you said, I don't know how they're going to top it season four, but but this season, it I just I loved how we saw a lot of different sides to a lot of different characters. We we got to see just I, like a, I feel like just a darker overall, a darker kind of side. So I thought that was really really neat. So even though she is a pacifist, we do know that you know pacifists like Mr. Miyagi um, do practice karate. If Moon were to join a dojo, totally, completely, just your opinion, is it, it, this is like the Hufflepuff Slytherin, you know, is is Moon, Cobra Kai, Eagle Fang, which is the dumbest name for a dojo ever, or Miyagi-Do? Um, I've had 
lots and lots and lots of people give their opinions on this. <laughs> and personally, if she were to join a dojo, I'm thinking it would be Miyagi. And only because I, I feel like they have a, or they did have a more, you know, gentler approach and and a little more true to I think what Moon envisions karate should be um, aside from all the drama so I'm thinking Miyagi-Do or maybe she'll start her own and do some sort of karate yoga peaceful mixture thing who knows <laughs> I like that and <laughs> yeah if, I do too if not for nothing and I like that line from uh, Brett Ernst in, in the first episode but she could also be like, oh, well, I thought, like, the bonsai was a strain, you know? Like, they can kind of work that in. Like, I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, hey, she's from California. Daniel LaRusso is a strain in California, right? So it she's is. been smoking Sam's dad. That sounds really bad. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> yeah, though, I mean. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, the whole world revolves around pot, but she's just, you know, and I, I, I like I like your answer on that one because I was kind of thinking the spirituality yeah. that that Miyagi-Do taps into would, would be something that would kind of speak yeah. to her a little bit more than, you know, kick ass and kill people. Definitely, and I like, I, I've always thought, I don't think Moon is against karate. I, I think she tr- like really respects it as a sport and, and all the other aspects of it i think she just is very strongly against all the violence and drama that have occurred because of karate and and what how these kids are using it to start fights and and use their skills learned from karate to incite the violence i think that's what she's against so so we'll see the, the I mean, you, you commented on the writing team, and we often say that, um, you know, they have the most brilliant writers in that writer's room, and Moon has already said that half the school knows karate. Like, I think it'd be kind of funny in episode, or season four, at some point, like, randomly, Moon is, like, finds herself in a fight and can hold her own, and they kind of do a callback. It's like, I said half the school knew karate, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, I... If they ever decide that Moon's going to do karate, I'll be so interested to see how they incorporate that. Because I, I have, like, my own kind of opinions of, like, maybe what could happen. Like, I see her, like, being in a fight, telling people to stop and, like, <laughs> like accidentally hits her. And she's like, okay, no, I'm ready. And she, you know, fights back. Or I don't even know. I don't even know. But I, I would love to be a part of the fighting. I, I think... Stunt work is so fun, and it's oh my gosh these these guys work so hard, and and I really commend all of them. So it would be fun. So we didn't get to see uh, Moon's reaction on screen because you weren't in any of the scenes where this happened, which is actually really disappointing. But what do you think is Moon's take on the whole Dimitri Yasmin thing that's going on? I think she is in full support. I think if she were on screen, she would be clapping and all for it. Because, I mean, these are some two of her, you know, good friends that she she loves them both dearly. And I think as long as they, you know, take care of each other. And, I mean, who knows? I feel like their relationship's kind of, like, 
we don't really know what it is yet, but I think Moon is in full support. Yeah. Awesome. That that was really nice to see. And I'm, I mean, I'm not going to take credit for it, but when Annalisa came, <laughs> her and I, we discussed uh, Dimitri taking her home from the beach party. I'm just saying. Ooh. Just saying. Um. <laughs> But uh, uh, she 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 knows what she knows to write on his cast somehow, right? Exactly. <laughs> I guess, so. Brianna. Well, uh, no, no. Um, so on the topic of Annalisa and uh, Yasmin's return, you know, uh, th- th- there's some nice sequences back in school. Uh, again, we got some season one vibes, especially the um, the lunchroom. Um, any insight you can share? with like uh particularly the the Lego scene between Hawk and Dimitri. Oh yeah, that scene was a lot of fun. Um Did they have the, like a bunch of different models to destroy? I'm trying it? to think I think that they only had two because this thing was like I mean you can see you can see on the show but like oh my gosh it was so elaborate, so huge and it actually worked like it actually had the smoke and everything coming out and like those reactions aren't necessarily like acting like we were like wow this is so cool um and i think i remember what we did is we shot a lot of the dialogue and everything leading up to the crash with this specific model um with with the smoke and everything and then they brought in another model that maybe didn't have the mechanics of the smoke and everything inside of it for the crash um and I think maybe, actually, maybe they had three because maybe they had two that could be crashed. And so then there was the crash that happened. Um, and then they had a like destroyed model that they put in. And like, it was so cool. It was, I, I don't even know. I, I wish I remembered. They told us how long it took for them to build it. But I was just like, wow, that's. Okay. Crazy. It, it, I mean, Dimitri said, uh, Brianna, what was it, three weeks? It took him yeah, three Dimitri weeks. Yeah, Dimitri says three weeks, but so. the prop department, I would say, probably had it done in a few hours. Oh, sure. I mean, when you have a team, too, that works in private. Right. Yeah. Gosh, it's crazy. But it was, it was so cool. It was very elaborate and, yeah. But still, that, that, that would make me think of, like, um, the, the domino people. You know, that spend uh, 12 oh. hours putting all the dominoes for a 45-second payoff. I want right. to see the bloopers where somebody, like, just messes up and just ruins, like, two hours of work. Oh, my gosh. I want to see yeah. those. Did anybody uh, get hit on accident since this, you know, soccer ball is flying? Because we know that in the in the scene on the soccer field – um, Jacob actually, like, someone got hit in the face with that soccer ball when they were filming the the, the actual, like, game yeah, fight, I think, I think whatever. It was a stunt guy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was there for for most of that filming. Um, and, yeah, that, that was crazy. Um, I'm trying to – I feel like a few of us got hit with, like, the Lego pieces and stuff, but, like, nothing, nothing, like, really – talk about like i don't i don't think anybody got hit by the ball that time thank goodness okay you know this talk about lego i completely forgot like this new lego account the lego cobra kai it's it's a fantastic account if you guys aren't following it i want to see them recreate the lego scene in season three with legos like how do you do that you know that would be crazy yeah yeah i'm gonna have to message them uh shortly after this um (laughs) 
Yes. So one of the other comedic scenes of uh, season three was the car wash, kind of starting off with uh, Chris's nipple all up on the windshield there. Uh, we all know the story. Khalil's been wanting to do a shirtless scene ever since, like, season two. Um, can you give us, a, you know, the experience filming the car wash? Oh, yeah. It was so much fun. I feel like we had a lot of cast members that were there, um that were a part of it. And then like a few people were just hanging out watching. Um, it was so, so fun. Oh my goodness. And Khalil, that scene, like we all were dying while he was filming it. Like we had to like, be told to be quiet cause we were all laughing so hard. He's just so funny. And that scene is so good. Um, but it was fun. Like I got to hang out with, with those girls as we were washing the car and it was warm out. So it, it was so nice. Um, and I feel like it was, it, it didn't take too long to film. It was just like a, a really nice day. We got ice cream that day on set, which was awesome. And it, it's a really good memory. I, we had a lot of fun. And that's, a, that's another scene that, um, that I really, really related to and appreciated just how much intelligence there is hidden in Moon. Um, because Sam is like, I thought you were a feminist, right? Why are you out here in a bikini getting soaking wet? And, and she's like, oh, no, I'm a sex-positive feminist. Yeah. Which, unless people are really, really into feminism, they don't even know that exists. Oh, yeah. So for her to identify as that at 16 is just like – She's going to be like the president of the United States or something one day because this girl knows her mind and and it's just really, really refreshing to see in a teenage in a teenage character and a teenage girl on TV that, no, I'm I'm doing this because this is my choice. This is not I'm not you know, I'm, I'm here to turn the guys on. Yeah, but that's because I want to. Exactly. Exactly. I think. Yeah, I think it's definitely a moment that is, you know past but I, I I think it's a lot more important than people realize and and I, I'm so glad you feel that way because I, I really do too I, I feel like with Moon you kind of got to watch out for her lines and, and her little scenes here and there because they, they might be small and, and short but I think she really packs a punch with with her knowledge and, and her lines that she has because I think there, there's more to her than, than we know and, and I'm excited to see how she kind of evolves and, and I'm, I think it's been really cool because I've kind of been learning who she is, um, with each season. Cause like, I didn't know these things season one and, and it's so cool to see her evolve and learn that like, okay, she loves everybody. And when, she, when I say she loves everybody, like she could be sexually attracted to a girl, sexually attracted to a boy. It's all about just loving the person. Doesn't matter who they are. Um, and then, yeah, talking about feminism, and and I'm excited to to learn what else about her that that she's passionate about. She's definitely uh, got a lot of layers, but on a show with so many characters and so many things going on, I think we're just robbed of some like really magical moments with Moon. Um, uh, again, like the writers, they give her these lines, and they're all very um, placed in you know all, all the great scenes and. I think there's so much with so little that she says that I feel there's got to be a whole lot of like fanfic out there. And <laughs> you mentioned that you've been doing some reading. 
have you come across any moon fan fiction that uh, you really enjoyed? Oh my gosh, that's so funny you mentioned that. I was with one of my good friends yesterday, and um, I I never like Google my name or I'll I'll do like Moon Cobra Kai stuff sometimes, but but we were looking up TikToks and things and and fan fiction and yeah, there's some wild stuff out there. <laughs> but you know what? Like I. I can appreciate it because people that take the time to write down their opinions or, or their love for these characters with these like stories, it's, I think it's super, super cool. And <laughs> it's flattering. It's, it's very flattering. And, um, I, I noticed you're not getting into detail, so we'll, that, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll Google Moon and uh, Cobra Kai herself. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 can we can we can um, brush past it very quickly by saying most of Moon's fans are under eighteen, uh, okay. so it's not illegal. Uh, okay. So we'll just we'll, just keep moving. Um, but I I think it's a testament not only to the writers but also to your performance. I mean, we know. For them to give a minor character, I mean, a, a recurring character that we get maybe three or four episodes, maybe three or four lines per episode. And she has such depth and such development that never happens with minor recurring characters on television. Um, and it just it, it, it's something that and they all get that like everyone that speaks a line gets some kind of development and it's just mind mind blowing that they, they pack all that in there and your performance brings her the, because it's like, she's discovering herself as you're learning new things about her through the script. And it just, it, it makes her very, very relatable because teenage girldom is hell yes. and <laughs> moon is making her way through it pretty well. Yeah. And I, I think it goes to show, I think going back to the comment of people saying she's a hypocrite and all these things. And it's like, of course, like Moon isn't perfect and she she's going to make mistakes. But <clears throat> I think she's, you know, really discovering what she really believes in and, and trying to make decisions based on that. And I, I think I, I really love how they depict all, especially all the female characters, because um, it's not easy and, and kind of the rivalries that happen and, and you know, <clears throat> female on female dynamic versus male on male and male and female. Like girls in high school can be brutal and vicious and so can so can guys. But gosh, and so I, our, our writers, I will sing their praises all day long. I, I'm so lucky that, although, yeah, Moon's only in a couple episodes and only has a couple lines, all of those episodes and all of those lines really matter. And exactly, they, they really show you who she is in just sm a small little, little fraction. Uh, as we get ready to wrap up, I, I have uh, kind of one other thing. So, um, Brianna, like Instagram, is very foreign to her. Like she's got one, but she doesn't really know what to do and all that stuff. TikTok is that for me, okay? So I don't see a lot of like your guys' TikToks unless you guys share it, and I just happened to catch it at the right time. There's this one that you did that like gave me life. It was like you doing karate, 
and there were like things popping up and like I don't want to give too much away but is there somewhere that like I'm imagining like your your TikTok account is probably we can see it but is there anywhere else for people like me who don't know TikTok like can we see that again so because it's hilarious no Peter we're in the same boat I am not a TikTok person I have refused to have an account I have one just like a personal one that I like look at TikToks but I don't ever really create any content okay I kind of refuse to who knows if that'll change um but yeah there's this challenge on on TikTok that's really cool it's for Cobra Kai it's like called Cobra Kai Chop I think and it's this like filter that you can put on and you can like it's like Fruit Ninja but with like Cobra Kai themed items that are on screen and you're trying to hit them and yeah I just had this idea to like be silly and and try and get them and I got zero (laughs) which just goes to show um well it it was the setup you know you're you basically said something like oh you you guys wanted to see me do karate well you know and you got this game face on and then when all the items pop up like you're just like going at it it's it's quite hysterical well, thank you. It was it was a funny last minute idea, and I thought people would enjoy it. Usually, those are the best. Exactly. Right. Congratulations on the zero. I would get a negative number if such a thing exists. <laughs> well, would you stand there not doing anything? I don't. How do you get a negative? I I I would I would create fruit that doesn't exist or whatever. I would I would be awful at it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't realize though. I mean, again, I don't know TikTok, so I didn't think that it was a filter but if there's a challenge on that I don't, I don't know why we're not seeing more of that like kind of bleed into um instagram i know yeah and i know some of the other cast members were doing it for press reasons to like show it off like i know there's one with mary maybe and oh. and i don't know who else but yeah it was it's fun and it's cool to see other people's as well yeah oh well uh rihanna you got anything else you want to ask hannah uh, cobra kai or anything uh, and if if not, Hannah, do you have anything that you can promote or anything that, um, you know, the viewers should keep an eye out for? Um, I have some exciting things. I just I just filmed something in Atlanta that I'm I'm super proud of and excited. I don't know when that's coming out. It'll probably be towards the end of the year. Um, but just kind of be on the lookout. Um I guess I mainly just want to say, you know, everybody be safe. Look out for your loved ones and your family. Um, but also, you know, 2021, I, I think it's it's super exciting. There's a lot of a lot of hope and new possibility, and and I'm excited to see what comes of it with all all different all different things in life. So we'll see. And season four, oh, so exciting! Oh, I. I'm 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 looking forward to it. And and somebody um, messaged me on Twitter the other day, and they were like, "Oh my God, did you hear that season four might be in 2022?" And I'm like, "Well, no, I didn't, but so." Yeah. And they're like, "But that's gonna be forever." And I'm like, "No, because we got season three in 2021. They, they so season four in 2022 makes sense. It's like, look, if they can get us to it, get it to us every 12 months, ish." I'm good. Don't make me wait two years ago. You know, don't make me wait two years again. But um, 12 months is not. A, and then they're like, oh, I didn't even think of it like that. Must be a Netflix fan. Right. It's like the <laughs> <laughs> those people that were so upset about that four months. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. You guys are like, you have no idea, buddy. Sit down. Nice. Exactly. 
Yeah. I don't, I have no idea. Um, I guess it, that would make the most sense for it to be a year later, but I, who knows? I, I feel like Netflix, you just, you can never really know until they promote. Right. And I'm, I'm looking at them. I'm like, okay, well, they, September to December is the normal filming schedule. Now we're January to April and then four months post. And oh my God, we could have this in September. And I, I need to stop thinking like that because it's never going to happen. They're not going to, they're, they're not going to give us two seasons in, in one calendar year. And they're not going to give us Season well, four, that Brianna, close to the beginning of Emmy season, they're going to push attitude, it back. Dude, we may not get it. <laughs> <laughs> you never, you never want to be released at the beginning of Emmy season, though. You want to be at the end so they remember you. I, I got you, but you know we're, you know, Moon is sitting in front of us. We got to like, <laughs> what, what's the what's the chakras line? Yes, let's manifest yeah. this, right? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah give me. Give me some actual THC in the smoothie, and then we'll talk about it. (laughs) Right. And he and Hayden was like, "Yeah, you you asked her so many questions, and we learned so much about her, and we knew her. <laughs> it was just stuff that they they didn't even know. So yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, that was another thing is I feel like you guys or Peter, you did such a good job of just like you asked me all about Cobra Kai, but then like other aspects that I didn't even expect you to talk about. And it was so cool to talk about, like just different parts of me. And so, yeah, I was super excited to come back. That's what these are. You know, they, they are interviews with the cast, but like, sure. If you want the Cobra Kai content, you can just Google moon Cobra Kai and you'll get it. But I mean, how else are you going to find out about Hannah Keppel? If you don't ask about Hannah Keppel. Exactly. Well, thank you guys so much. It's been so fun, and and I, I'd love to be on again. Okay. Oh, you you got uh, fantastic. it. Fantastic. Yeah. We'll, thank you. We will enjoy love to have your you back. Sunday. Yes. First, you guys as well.